0: Hey, welcome to Radio Melee. Uh, it's another Tuesday, and we've got another wonderful guest, and it's the wonderful, of course, Walt. Feels like it's been a long time coming, honestly. Uh, honestly, great to have you on the program, Walt. And uh, how are you doing? I know it's
1: East Coast time for you, so it's a little bit later. Yeah, yeah, hanging in there. Thanks for having me. Just, uh, I got all my all my beef out of the way with uh, with Luke before the show started, ah. so I'm feeling pretty good. Um, Yeah, and he's not in the call now to counter me in any way
0: to retort yeah that's really funny we did um it's it's funny because you know sometimes
1: we have like uh
0: uh well okay i'm not gonna say it happens very often but you know okay like we have we have a guest or something and then one of us is like oh man like uh i had you know i had a interaction with that guest such and such and such and it's like oh what okay and then we obviously between the three of us me pp and luke we tell the story so we've heard the story but do you want to i guess it, it 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 it's only fair, I think, to the to the listeners. Uh, do you want to? Do you want to? And I I think I should preface this by saying, Lucas. I think everyone pretty much knows at this point that Luke is a total sweetheart and yeah, um, yeah, a really really amazing person who's also just really really uh, kind and. Anyway, but it's a funny story regardless. So if you want to tell it, uh, yeah, yeah, I feel <laughs> free.
1: I brought it up on the on uh, actually the last time I was on Golden Guardian stream. It was for the I guess the open bracket you guys had before Golden Gauntlet before the Golden and, Gauntlet, that's right. And Luke caught me in chat telling the story and then tweeted about me bullying him. Oh, so as in so he was it, in it chat. And in the world. Were... Yeah,
0: OK, OK. Uh,
1: but yeah, we were we were at um, this was at Genesis. I just kind of like came up to him. Uh, you know, in my joking way, as I normally do. I'm like, hey man, you know, when am I gonna get on the team? Like, what's good with Golden Guardians? Uh-huh. Um, and I'll like mind you, the reason that this hurt so bad was because literally two days ago, I was in a call with him talking about uh the ranking video that that we put on your channel. Yes. Um so I went up to him, I'm like, hey man, what's going on? It was at the guild house, you know, there were some drinks happening, so whatever. Um and he who megaloled me. He just looked at me and he was like I'm sorry, have we met before? Like, I don't know who you are. And okay, I was just like, how
0: did
1: But but let me qualify this. How did he say that? Because it was like, okay, I can't I don't want to speak for him, but my interpretation of him doing that to me was pretty rude. Like I was actually I thought he was like he actually big dogged me. And I was like, you know, I get it, it's fine. But I was like, holy crap, that that one really hurt, like down to my huh. core, you know? because he was just like I'm sorry have we met before so earnestly and I was I I remember just being so like flabbergasted by that and like replaying all of the conversations we just had very recently that I was just like oh my god and I just I removed myself from the conversation and I was just like oh god and I walked away and the icing on the cake for all of it was I took myself to the bathroom and I think after he re- I was like dude like you know, we talked a couple of days ago and Luke was like, holy shit, I'm so sorry. And I was like, you know what, it's whatever. And I left. And I went in the bathroom and right on cue, Zeke walks in and stands at the urinal right next to me. And he just goes, yeah, that's a rough one, man. And just, Oh, Zeke was there? Yeah, Zeke was Zeke watched the whole thing unfold and he was oh, cracking wow. up. He was that's just like, so this funny. is super embarrassing for everyone involved. I that's so funny. It. There is a funny.
0: way, uh, I mean, there is a way to say, like, Okay, hang on. Who are you again? And like, not have it be rude and uh, like, in my you know interpretation of Luke, who's a total sweetheart. Maybe he tried to do that. Oh no, yeah, I I I
1: love him. I just think like the way the way it came across, like when we were drinking and everything, I was just like,
0: oh, oh my god, take one of that. Yeah. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, this is a good segue because uh, you know you're talking about getting signed, and you recently did get signed. And you, yeah. uh, you know, because we should, I mean, we should really introduce you to, to all the people and all the listeners, um, not just the live listeners, but those, you know, who, you know, our podcast listeners and our YouTube listeners turned down for Walt, of course, uh, when we say, Walt, we do mean Turn down for Walt. Um, and I don't know, I mean, you know, you've got a couple kind of titles, I guess that that could be ascribed to you. Um, Mario main, first of all, but also a, uh, uh, great YouTube channel with, I would say some pretty high effort high quality melee content that um, usually I would say is I would say is pretty much like the premier way you can find out about if there's a tournament coming up, storylines coming into the tournament, coming out of the tournament, uh, and also just general, I don't know, shit that's happening in the melee community. Um, and besides that, uh, you know, you've kind of been around the block in terms of, you know, you've done some stuff with us. Uh, you used to be, I think, with Panda as well, right? So you've kind of, you know, you've kind of you know, run the gamut in terms of the, uh, the, 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 the orgs that are pretty heavily, uh, you know, invested in super smash brothers. So, uh, you've definitely been around the block in that sense, but, um, yeah, I mean, you know, we usually, uh, you know, before we get into the callers for the episode, PPMD usually has, uh, we, me, we, we, have usually have some questions for a guest. So PP, if you have any, uh, anything you want to throw at Walt right now, uh, take um, it away.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, you know, just to really let people know, it's not just storylines Walt does. I mean, he's done full-on documentaries on people. I mean, when when Toph says high effort, I mean, I think it's really reflected mm. in, in, in various ways in the work Walt does. And and I, I just highlight that to say, you know, when—well, I, I kind of want to talk about uh, certain comments made about content and Melee, and we can talk about—we can bring that up whenever, but I'm— you know, I think this kind of all culminated recently in Walt getting signed in for Beast Coast. And so I'm curious, and I think many people might be curious, maybe aspiring content creators might even be curious, what is the difference? Because I, you know, I think you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe my understanding is you had quit your other job to focus more on content. And then this happened. Um, how How is the stability of that feeling for you? What resources do you have now that you're signed? Um and, and, and is there anything more you're looking for?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, all, all very good questions. I actually remember you and I spoke, it was like a year ago, or no, like two years ago, probably, um, when the Apex documentary came out. That was probably the last yes. time we talked. And I remember, um, you know, it's funny that you bring up the other job stuff, because I was literally like speeding home from work that day. Cause I remember I got, I saw the PPMD notification. Oh, that's and, like, right. Everything, and Ugh. I was like, I'm leaving. Like, I gotta go, I gotta go take care <laughs> of this call. And like, uh, you know, that was like a really big honor for me at that time to like, you know, be recognized by, you know, greater members of the community in that way. So, and you did um, a great job and it was fun to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Likewise. And, and I appreciate it greatly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's been, uh, it's been very different. I know like, mm-hmm. TOF, like you and I talked several years ago about this also about kind of like the career crossroads and like, how do you kind of, uh, you know, bridge that gap between doing this thing that you enjoy doing and kind of converting it into something that could be considered a full-time career. Um, was that really several, several years ago? It was, we, we talked about that I thought on it was... the first episode of, of my podcast with radar. Oh, I thought you were talking like... about,
0: and we've talked about it since then at Battle of BC.
1: Yeah, yeah. Which was I mean, like it's, it's a topic that I, comes up a lot, I think. It comes up.
0: It does but come like, up. It's just yeah. funny. Sorry, it's like, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I just had like a really scary like COVID time, time dilation moment where I was like, there's no way that conversation was several, several years ago, but I guess it's it was. Crazy, man.
1: Yeah. yeah. It, like, I'm, I mean, it came up a lot. I, I know for me, that was like a very big um, kind of like mental hurdle to get over. And I'm sure there, mm-hmm. there are plenty other of other people in, you know, maybe perhaps within this community and otherwise who probably deal with the same struggle a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you kind of like look at the the new generation of people going into the workforce and like the the number one job that people seek out is like being a YouTuber now. You know, it's such a weird shift in dichotomy of what people value and what people want to do. Um, and for me, I, I don't think it ever turned into something where I never really thought that it could be something that I could like turn into a full-time job. You know what I mean? I was always kind of like this is going to make some money if it comes if it comes close to the amount of money I'm making uh as an engineer. That's amazing, but just like the way that I was I think raised and it's it's by no fault to like the environment I was I grew up in or like my parents just being a generational gap there. Um but the way that I kind of, like, came up in the workforce was always, like, do the job that is deemed uh, normal, you know? And, like, socially acceptable or whatever. I see my cameras going crazy. I don't know what's going on there. Um, but that was, like, a really hard pill to swallow uh, or, like, you know, for some people, I think. For me, it was kind of something that I I went back and forth with for a really long time. And then mm-hmm. uh, things came along, and I was kind of like, you know what, I'm at, I'm at a point in time where you know, no disrespect to the job that I was at, but I wasn't totally happy there. And I think coming off of the experience that I had, and I, I brought this up several times before at the big house where I ran the marketing and all the media and broadcast videos for that tournament. um, The like complete 180 flip of like not being super happy at my current job versus, wow, I'm really happy doing this. Mm. And uh, mm-hmm. I think I'm pretty mm-hmm. damn good at it too um was just like such a weird thing so to be like recognized for that was super humbling and it was also just something where uh i think it was a lot of confidence instilling of just like this is something that i can realistically do and if it's not in gaming it's you know it's not meant to be then we'll figure that out at a later point but i'm gonna be yeah. kicking myself if i don't give it a shot now
2: yeah so you yeah
1: you feel, you feel well supported here it sounds
2: like and um yeah. And I'm curious um, if there's any extra help that Beast Coast is giving you, just to give people some insight. Um, are you getting any any editors from their team to help you, or or are they helping to market anything, or or what are you doing for them? If it's if it's said a different way, like I don't know if they're going to help you with your work or how much you're going to help them. But I'm curious mm-hmm. what the relationship is like there, and because it might be different than what a what a player or otherwise experiences, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I I always thought like my position in esports or or like more specifically Smash was was pretty unique in the sense that I'm not very good at the game, um, but I I do find myself uh, to be good at the things that I've invested my time in, which is creating and and you know kind of telling stories right. in this unique way. Um, so my formal title at Beast Coast is. The head of media for North America. What that means is, I basically run the. We only have two North American channels right now. Um, we do have a South American division, which is kind of largely Dota, which is kind of where Beast Coast. Uh, I would say is like the the money maker for esports right now. They just have a really really great big Dota presence, and it's it's actually super sick to see mm-hmm. uh, games like that that I'm not as familiar with. But for my kind of like jurisdiction, I run. The FGC channels, which includes like melee and Strive right now, mm-hmm. uh, potentially some other uh, games pending. People we want to talk to, but I can't really talk about that too much. And um, Pokemon as well. So we have creators like Wolf, who's yeah. very big. Uh, Cybertron, James Bake. Uh, I might be butchering his last name, but really, really like unbelievable uh, talent base overall. And of course, like on the melee side, the people who are kind of tuning into this chat know know SGJ. They know that Magi was formerly. On beast coast uh they know as of today that WAF was formerly on beast coast as well so the talent base was uh was really really incredible and i think uh to kind of give a short answer to your question i feel super supported with this team you know we have a small creative team that we work with and it it feels really um empowering in ways to be able to like come up with an idea and then be supported on that idea by the rest of the creative team and be like yeah this sounds dope uh, you know, take the reins, let's do it, see what happens, and, and we iterate from there. Um could it also add, it's like... only been like three weeks, too, so right, I, I, right. I don't have, like, my feet totally wet. Okay. Yet, but, mm-hmm. you know, from what I've been able to experience, it's been awesome.
2: Cool. So when you say working with a creative team, just to clarify that a little bit, you don't have to spend a lot on this, but just a little curiosity, at least on my end, or is there, you guys will work on ideas together, someone gets an idea and someone else helps form it or say, well, what about this? Or what about that angle? Or how can we present this a little differently? You get some of that? or Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, So far, like a lot, I would say like a lot of the ideation is supposed to come from me, but I think that it's... I mean, it's meant to be like a collaborative thing at the end of the day, oh, right? Cool. Um, we do have our first video coming out on Beast Coast FGC tomorrow. Oh. Um, that one's going to be on Strive. So we have really good Strive creators. If you guys are familiar with that game, we have uh, mm-hmm. Fortnite, we have Jonathan Tenney mm-hmm. as well. Uh, both like really, really solid um, high-level Strive players. So mm-hmm. again, like the- Jonathan Tenney based, based
0: here, is here in Norkel. In-
1: yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they're they're awesome. They're, they're super easy to work with. And, um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty excited cause we, we did a stride video just pretty off the cuff and they were down with it. And I was like, yeah, that's cool. So we can, we can nice. do this more often now. Awesome. Awesome.
0: I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, I, 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 I like this kind of cross pollination because I feel like, especially when it comes to content, there are a lot of things that I notice that, um, like one fighting game or like let's say smash uh will do and then other fighting games don't do like like video formats low-hanging fruit like for example like we've done melee jeopardy but like you know why hasn't anyone done fgc jeopardy you know what i mean like there's there's so much like i think really cool low-hanging fruit out there uh when it comes to really fun video ideas there's so much history in the fgc um lord knight learned Melee from Mewtwo king in 2007, you know, (laughs) right? Like, there's so much, like, random cross-pollination that I think there's a lot of, um, there are a lot of interesting ideas that no one's really doing. Um, So, yeah, hoping to, hoping to see some of, some of that stuff on, uh, on y'all's channel, for sure. Yeah,
1: not even like a, uh, like a spoiler of, of things that I'm doing, um, because it's funny that you bring it up. Uh, Shoutouts to Sam, who was one of the former, uh, he was actually the, the creator of GG Melee. Um, who kind of like got the ball? Yeah, yeah, channel yeah. Many years ago, yeah, uh, definitely. When I started with Beast Coast, I texted him and I was like, "Hey, man, I'm stealing all of uh, all of your ideas and using them on <laughs> Beast Coast. Just so you know." Um, yeah. So that's not even which like is a spoiler. Like I've been planning a bunch of stuff like that.
0: Cool. So. Cool. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to do it. Someone's got to do it. Right. Like, might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Exciting. Yeah, and I also, you know, this. Slightly shifting gears, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, because also on your own, you know, just on your own personal channel, you know, you've got a lot of like, you know, video projects that you've done and stuff like that. Do you have a, for example, like practical? I think it's practical tests. Who like has his like, you know, um, I think Peach break uh, Peach like world record video. Yes. Um. Yeah. That that he's really really proud of. I think, and and I think he kind of considers that as magnum opus. Do you have anything like that, like? videos, either recent or just all time that you're like really proud of, or like video projects that you've worked on that you're like, you know,
1: I I really love the, the two ducks that I put together on y'all's channel. Um, If I had to pick like my favorite or like the video that I think is far and away the best project I've ever done. Mm -hmm. um, It's probably between the Abate S2J mini doc and then the Apex 2015, uh bigger documentary. Um, Mm -hmm. The like meme pick is the H box uh, fainting breakdown because that <laughs> like that actually that has like real math in it. Like I, uh-huh. I still, like my claim to fame is like I used actual thermodynamics to like calculate how this would work. Oh, that that's um, crazy! And I did that at at my other job that I wasn't super happy. And I was like, look at this cool napkin math I just did. My coworker, <laughs> you're an idiot. Go back to doing your real job. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's between. Um, abate sgj and and apex um abate sgj was kind of like the first real like collaborative piece like i started mm-hmm. talking to people who um and i think like a lot of creators who go go it alone kind of experience this where they they hold a lot of things really close to the chest and mm-hmm. you know like i don't blame them for this there's nothing wrong with that and if you can make it work then that's great but there's a lot of things that uh, creators like myself, I can't do, or there are people out there who can just do it a lot better than me. So I remember like for a SGJ, STJ, I reached out to um, JDMH, who was, a, mm. who was a 3d artist for Panda uh, at the time. Right. And I was like, Hey, I, I want to make like something super cinematic, like let's collaborate on this. Um, and I worked with like a bunch of different people on that because before that moment, it was just like, I'm going to make this all by myself. No one has, no one has the vision. Like I have the vision kind of thing. Um, right. and there's kind of like a prideful, uh, thing that you learn to let go over time mm-hmm. as you, mm-hmm. um, work with more and more people and kind of recognize like, Hey, these people are, are super talented and, you know, they should get their time in the limelight as well. Right. Um, on the other hand, the, the apex one was just like super long. <laughs> it took me like months to put that together. I had interviews with like blur Sheridan, uh, Rob, you know, like, the whole gambit of like people who were involved in the event, just kind of like around and like kind of weaving all of these melee stories together in something that was, you know, compelling and made sense took Mm -hmm. a really long time. And just the sheer volume and length of that project was like, I've never experienced anything like that. So both of those I'm, I'm very, very proud of. I think it's, it's probably between those two for sure.
0: Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. I uh, definitely encourage people to, I, I always like say this, but I don't, Actually, know for a hundred percent certainty, but I'm hoping that every time I say something like this, it actually happens. Uh, it'd be really cool to link some of these, you know, videos for I'm I'm sure like some people haven't seen. Uh, put those in our, you know, in the description of of, of this upload. Uh, that'd be really cool to do. But um, yeah, I think uh, you know, before we get into our callers, let's check out the community voice from last week, and uh, you know, Walt, you can weigh in. But you know, basically, we had Rishi on, um, and we were talking about well, we talked about a lot with Rishi, but we were talking in particular about the uh, you know, kind of the utility... Well, we were talking mm-hmm. about almost like a two-dimensional tier list, right? Where, yeah. you know, on one axis you have, you know, the conventional way we think about character strength, which is how viable is this character as a solo main, Um, how strong is the character just kind of in a vacuum in the meta, but also um, on, on, on a separate axis we were talking about kind of the utility the character could have just as a character that you can play that you can just bust out. Mm-hmm. Um, And so let's take a look at what uh some of y'all said, and we got some, some par- paragraphs right here, said in terms of um, the character that might basically have the, the biggest discrepancy, a uh, character that's not particularly strong as a solo main, but might be really, really good as a counterpick.
1: Hmm. And we got Andrew some... Kenny says Zelda. This is crazy. I actually think there's such a clear answer to this question. What do you think it is? It's, it has to be Sheik, right? Sneak elaborate I I mean like you're talking about like the the potential of a character as uh as like a So if you did a tier, if
2: you did a two different tier lists, the way Rishi talked about it and on one tier list it was how good they are as solo and on the other tier list it was how good they are if they have a secondary that they can bring out sometimes how much does that elevate them like for matchups that are just so bad or or whatever like that
1: uh okay. I, I still I still do think Sheik, but that's also because I'm I'm working on a JMOOC video and we have so much data that just shows how terrible Sheik was over uh over the entirety of Melee's metagame until kind of like JMOC came around.
0: It's uh, really funny that, that Wall is espousing the joke opinion that I had uh, at the end of the last episode, by the way. Is that is that what you, what you
1: said? Did uh I said that Sheik?
0: the were... I said that the the I I I specifically said like the JMOOC um, you know, uh the, like People working on videos for, 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 for Jmook, YouTube videos for JMook will say will say Chic. But because I mean it does make sense. If you're looking at literally winning tournaments, only JMook has been able to do it as a solo main. But you know, from the point of view of like the average player, you know, you can definitely get you know, a lot yeah. of a lot of value at the I even the top level. I, I guess 10 i would level have two
1: answers in that case. So like the, the top top level, I think Sheik is just like such a clear answer for me. Um, like there's actually a graph that, that uh Jackie Peanuts, I think, tweeted that was like it showed Cheek's top eight placements if uh, they solo mained versus like if they had Cheek as a secondary, and it was like this insane disparity. Um, mm. But I think who are like, the
0: other the, who are the other dual mains there besides Mewtwo King? Plup? Oh yeah, makes sense. Plup Plop, uh, and Mewtwo um, King.
1: Swedish, kind of maybe. I guess English. Leffen also kind of does it these days. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like the only ca- the only real characters on this list are like, yeah, it'd be like Groomd, Mewtwo King, Ice. Back when Ice played Cheek. Oh yeah, um, Ice did
0: bust out the Zelda once in a while.
1: Yeah, but well, really, I, I that think for like that. the for the Everyman, I, I, I kind of agree with Dan down at the bottom there. Ice Climbers, I feel like is a <laughs> you kind of need a second character for it. Whereas,
0: yeah, Ice Climbers um are a really interesting case because it's like. Yeah, I mean, if you think about... Although it's funny because then you start getting into the territory of... You know, I almost feel like the way the question was posed by Rishi, it was like, what's a good pocket character that you can have sometimes to bust out? But I feel like, taken to the extreme, the the question almost becomes then, which is almost the way we're talking about it now, it's almost like, what's a really strong character, but you want a counter pick for some of your matchups. In other words, are you using this character as a counter pick or are you using right. a counter pick um in conjunction with this character? Right. Uh, and and for Ice Climbers and and I guess even for Sheik per per the way we're talking about it, it's really more of the latter, but maybe maybe it's ultimately one and the same thing. You know what I mean? I I don't know. I mean, I definitely agree like when you look at certain tournament runs like Slug's run at um, Ludwig Smash Invitational. Sometimes you see these runs where it's like, oh, this character really can beat everyone, but then uh, you run into, I mean, obviously there's no peaches, but uh, Hungrybox, you lose to Hungrybox three times. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, <laughs> you know, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, Zelda having immense utility as an ICS counterpick makes also uh, not only theoretical sense, but actually has been executed, I think, in practice. Yeah. Um, and I, to my knowledge, I think Drefin still does this like all the time.
3: He does. So, yeah.
0: It, uh, yeah, it definitely, it's definitely logical, but, you know, Zelda's also the kind of character where I feel like, I don't know, I've always felt like her ultimate weakness is that if you just camp her, she can't really approach, you know, she kind of holds her space pretty well, but has a tough time moving forward. So uh, definitely makes sense that you're going to want to counterpick for some of the faster characters.
3: hmm.
2: Yeah, and then ODJ bringing up Roy um, talking about stages a little bit, which I think is a different way to look at it, but an interesting way nonetheless. Yeah. Having some stuff against fast fallers, especially on FD, but having a lot of problems against floaties on big stages. So here yeah. we have, we're talking about matchup uh, stage and character-specific uh, differences. Um, well, Pippi, you I'm-
0: remember back in the day, we would talk about the theoretical Roy counterpick for Puff on some stages. Yeah, yeah. And it's no funny good. that, you know, we were always like, and then everyone was always like, no dude, come on. That's 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 bullshit. Like that, there's no way that would actually work. And then you watch like some of the Zayn Vods, like even even against H <laughs> box, and it's like, well
1: <laughs> it's actually kinda of, it's working a little the bit. The only problem
0: is that, like why wouldn't he just go Marth? Like if you have a Marth at that level, you would just go Marth. It's yeah. just better. But like if you can imagine a world where somehow he didn't like he wasn't, I don't know, somehow had a Roy at that level, but wasn't a Marth main or something. I like, you could visualize it as like a Yoshi's counterpick and like, it actually works pretty well on Yoshi's, but um, it's just, it's just hard to justify over. And I think that's ultimately the problem with like a lot of these theoretical picks is like, yeah, it could work. But if you play a high tier, it's like probably just better anyway most of the time, when you're thinking about these offbeat picks, so that's why you don't really see them in practice that often. But when they work, they work. Um, but, I mean, okay, with that, uh, let's get into our callers for the episode. And, and I think our first caller... Yeah, go ahead, PP. I just wanted to say, as we're transitioning into that, I wanted to
2: encourage people to use exclamation radio mail and yes. my chat and TOEFs to come here, uh, 6 p.m. Eastern, Forgot 3 p.m. Pacific for TOF. And then also, once you're in the server, you will need to do the GG React in the readme channel, on the rules, we hmm. have permissions to go in here. So we want to make sure we get callers Permission in, make sure to do the reaction. Very important. Yeah, um, that's right. That being said, right. didn't mean to cut you off, Toph. Just had to get a little bit of housekeeping out of the way. And we've got uh, Yokai Nels joining us today. Hello, oh, Nels. No. Where are you calling in from, and what's your question for us today?
3: Hey, so, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, so, like. N- Nels, you might before... be muted. Oh, am I still? I hear him. I can hear him. I can hear him. What the f- you got did me in yeah, come
1: wow. on,
0: man. Nope, nope. I can hear you now. Okay. All
3: right cool. right, cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah, you know, normally, I would say, you know, calling in from New Jersey. I actually moved to Oregon, so I'm oh. calling in from Oregon. Wow. Yeah, oh, wow. Yeah, pulled, you, pulled a, you pulled a plug. I pulled <laughs> it. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, hope everyone's day is going well. Got a question for you all uh, as content creators in the Melee space. Um, do you think you're stifling your efforts by focusing entirely on Melee or Smash in general? And do you think it'd be more beneficial to hit other areas of esports or points of interest in general?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll start very briefly, and then I'll pass it on. Because I've talked to, you know, I've even talked to Ludwig about this, right? And I think, for me, it depends on what your goals are. Like, I mostly just like Smash, I, I have a lot of other interests as well, but I think I've got so much more history in Smash that I think my my energy is best spent in Smash. So for me it's like, sure I could branch out more, but for me it's like my goals are to be a my goal is to be a melee content creator. Like I think for a lot of people who don't wanna they wanna be as big as they can be or what have you, then sure, but for me that isn't my goal. And I don't know if well, I don't know if you necessarily echo yeah, that or
1: dude i i have struggled with this question for so long it's funny that you had a you had a conversation with ludwig i actually had a conversation with uh slime about this at sure. battle of bc and it was a it was kind of to a similar beat of like well what do you want out of this sort of thing um, right because i do think like a lot of people who who can like make it as a content creator in smash you could probably make it as a content creator elsewhere um and be fine it's just kind yeah. of like the part that I struggle with, and I think you and I are similar in that way, is uh I, I like Smash and I like Melee a lot. And right. for me, the the caveat is like I the way I've described it is I see Melee as kind of like the canvas. So like I can create quote unquote variety content, but use melee as kind of like the base foundation for how I wanna be like presenting that, right? Like I think mm-hmm. of so many things in, in terms of how I Uh, appreciate Melee. I think of so many kind of like video types in terms of how I want to present things for Smash or how I, uh, the gaps that I see in the content space overall um, where it's like, oh, people aren't doing like this like cool ESPN style like uh, sports network sort of thing. So like, let's try that and see if that works for Melee sort of thing. Um, it's, It's a really it's a great question and it's a really tough one that I think a lot of people who have kind of like explored melee as a as like a creative outlet have struggled with for a long time um mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I do think like most things in uh in creative there there are you know we're in a niche so there's there's a ceiling to everything right and melee certainly does have a ceiling it might be a little bit lower than uh than some other niches out there but I kind of am like stubborn and, and hold to the idea that, you know, we can kind of force our way through and make it make it big time sort of thing. So that's yeah. what kind of keeps hey, me
2: man. Yeah, no, I think that's a wonderful answer. And, you know, I, I feel some of the I feel some similarities to that for sure. Um, I think, you know, if you if your goal, I think, as a content creator is just to be big. Yeah, I think you know, the way Ludwig talked about it is good, where he said you start in your niche, whether that be melee or whatever, and then you switch. And then you um, eventually, you know, you still, you still honor it. You don't try to exploit it or anything because people can tell if you're being disingenuous about it. But you start there and then you, you transition to bigger things and, and bigger collabs and whatever, and you go from there. And I think that's one way you can do it. But I think there's, there's someone that's just proving uh, right now that you can be you can do melee content that reaches like a big scale, and that's awesome sauce i you mm-hmm. know i i've yeah. I've heard I was listening to some big streamers just talk about they were just talking on a podcast one day, and they said oh well if i want if I want some comfort stuff to listen to at night, I listen to awesome sauce, and he talks about how broken and silly the game is, and I'm like, well, I didn't expect a melee reference here, and mm-hmm. so you know I think you can there are ways and it's already being shown to um, be big enough in melee. It's already being proven. I mean, he's he's proving it right now. And I, you know, I don't think you have to do you have to copy Awesome Sauce to do it either. I think there's a lot of interesting stuff in melee. A lot of interesting storylines. I mean, the the first documentary getting so many views and 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 all that, and people being able to fund the second one and and everything else. So I I do think there's there is something uh really really big that you can do with melee. And I think there's this self-perpetuating thought that happens in melee, which is like, oh well, there aren't that many people that are really doing it in just the content space or that are having content that blow up, so I don't think I can do it. And then it makes a cycle, right? And so I think if you're if you can take what people are doing that worked, like, you know, use the SSBM tutorial stuff that worked in some cases, or use Awesome Sauce's stuff or Walt stuff or whoever else that's making it work, you can, you can pull from that and make your own thing. And I think there are plenty of niches there. And I actually, on, the, on that subject and on that idea of growth, actually one of the questions I had written that I'd really love to hear you answer here, Walt, is, is there something unfilled? Is there, is there a space in Melee that is unfilled? And maybe you're not trying to deal with it because you, know, you have your own things and you have Beast Coast and everything else. Is there something in Melee that's unfilled that you would like to see filled?
1: Dude, I think there's like... I think there's, like, so much that we could be doing, mm. again, like, using, using like, Melee specifically as the canvas, right, and, and kind of referencing Yokai's question again. Uh, the thing that I was thinking of when you were kind of giving your answer, PP, was uh, I compare so much of Melee to, if I had to pit it against, like, another game, it's like uh, Magic the Gathering to me, in a way, where... Player bases can dwindle over time, for sure. But the one thing that that melee has over a lot of other games, um, you know, and the comparison is surely to come up of, you know, like oh, ultimate is just like a better viewership game. Sure, there are a lot of like very uh, low to the ground type things that you can do for ultimate that will guarantee perform better, and that's just like a fact, and I get that. But what ultimate doesn't have compared to to melee, if I had to like pit the two against each other. Is uh, history and just the amount of stories that come out of uh, Melee and just the longevity that this game and esport has had. So that's like, there will always be a gap for something like that of being able to tell those stories in kind of like a clear and compelling way. Um, my friends over at Last Stock Legends are doing a great job at kind of creating a lot of archival stuff. I know, of course, the two of you have worked with them uh, extensively on some of their season one stuff mm-hmm. years ago. Um, but There will always be like those stories that untold um, and it just continuously grows and grows in surplus over time because people keep playing the game over these years. And Ultimate is starting to get that, but they just don't have as many years under their belt as Melee to really like build out these storylines to say like, hey, man, there was an era of like these players who just never lost you know, for like X number of years, you know, they, they don't have that right now. And it's not to their fault. It's just a matter of the age of their game sort of thing. Um, I do think that in terms of like content types, I I love to see more of, Um, I think I got tagged in something like yesterday, actually by uh, why do, who does the really cool ultimate uh, why do bad things happen to good people tournament for, which is just like, you know, Uh, But but, um, he was saying, you know, like a big thing was analytical content that just doesn't really exist for a lot of these things. Um, Mm -hmm. People are starting to do a lot more of that. And I I give like huge, huge props to uh, Fraser from New York, um, who created Melee Moments, which was just basically like the way I saw it when it came out was I was like, oh, this is sick. This is like bite sized uh, frame data stuff that I was making. and like, the world needs more of this stuff because every time people make cool analytic uh, type like breakdown pieces, mm-hmm. I get so many comments that are like, I-, I could never ever do this sort of thing or like people really grow to appreciate like the technical ability that you, yeah. you kind of need to be able to play this game at a high level like that. Um, mm-hmm. I think like those the storytelling and like the uh, real like intense breakdowns of kind of like this is what makes this game so cool. Uh, when you really kind of dilute it down to its core components, that's what Awesome Sauce's channel is too. It's like explaining really niche core mechanics of a game and why it makes this game and community interesting. Yeah. See,
3: yeah. Well said. Yeah, definitely. Um, I was kind of, I, I wanted to ask because, I mean, <laughs> just listening to uh, the earlier parts of this podcast, it made me feel kind of silly because... Uh, this whole Melee stuff, uh, Walt got you in a pretty, pretty cool position in a big esports org. So, like, <laughs> I guess the idea of, like, oh, yeah, like, you're kind of stifling yourself is pretty silly when you consider that. Um, but I also would always think about someone like Ludwig who uh, who started with Melee and then eventually, you know, and he always says, like, I got good in spite of Melee, essentially. Um, or, like, I got big in spite of Melee. Um, and it, and just the, the, general, the general deal with Melee is that, like, it's not a very profitable thing. Uh, you know, there's that whole discussion about, like, you know, TOs from Collision and that whole whole of Baloo that happened. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, it's just kind of wondering, like, as content creators, like, you know, would it be more beneficial? But I guess the answer is always that, like, most melee players would probably financially benefit more from uh, leaving melee behind. It's just that we we love it so much we can't leave it. <laughs> well, there's yeah. also the
2: collabs you can do across games, right? You don't have to just be melee if you if that's your favorite thing and you love it, you can still do it. Um, and then, but I think collabs are a great way to grow as a content creator, and it's it's something that you know I think streamers think about and talk about a fair amount. So it doesn't have to be an either or you can still do a ton of stuff for melee and, and, and make that work. And I think we still need to do more for our whole ecosystem. And that includes figuring out how we're going to do more to, for, to support content creators and TOs, like you said, and everyone else. But mm-hmm. yeah, no, I think, I do think it's possible. And I certainly echo Walt's sentiment on that.
1: I also want to add like for the, for the uninitiated who might be watching, uh, Ludwig is a, is a very incredible anomaly. And all of this stuff of like you know relative to success, right? He is someone who, who of course started in melee, but blew himself up to an astronomical amount, and that is like not normal for a lot of people on uh, who like work in this space, whether it's YouTube or, or live streaming on Twitch or what have you, um, to be like the the nerd when all of this like uh, debate shit came up months ago. I, I think it was something to the tune of like. If you have over 10,000 subscribers on YouTube, you're in, like, the top 1% of creators, Mm. which is already, like, an insane accomplishment. 10,000 is a lot of people to think about, you know, and I think people conflate those numbers because they see people like Ludwig, and there's nothing wrong with that. Obviously, like, he's an insanely successful human, and he's very, very good at what he does, but people see those numbers, and they're like, oh, well, I'm not Ludwig, so... Right. I'm not doing it, you know, right. which, you know, I think dissuades a lot of people like you had mentioned earlier, Kevin, from like entering the space mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. like, oh, if I can't make it like these people have made it, then what's the point? Um, You know, long winded no. way of saying like, just, just freaking try. Like it's right. You, know, you never know what will happen.
2: Yeah. you might pick up some cool skills and everything. Melee has been good for that. And it's helped a lot
0: of people as, uh, in that way too. Yeah. Fully agree. I think it's a, uh... Yeah, it's really easy. I mean, it's the same way even I think with competing where I think people get hung up on um I don't know, they hit a realization that it's like, oh, I'm never going to be the best and I think it discourages people. Um where it's like, yeah, but you don't have to be the best. Right. It's the same way with being you don't have to be the biggest. Uh it's competing not competing is still sick. Exactly. And, oh, yeah. you know, making W2 videos is still sick. So, or what, or whatever whatever you're doing, right? Um, the best at whatever it is, the best musicians didn't get into it to become the biggest musician. The, the best musicians did it because they loved music. You know what I mean? It's it's that sort of thing. It kind of applies to everything. So good of you to bring that up.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, thank you, Nels. Uh, any shout outs for us on your way out today? Good question.
3: Uh, you know, I'll give shout outs to... Uh... I I went to a uh, collision, uh, and that was I had a good time. I stayed there for weeks, all my family, saw my friends. So uh outs to the Tri State smash community. You know I love y'all. I'll I will visit again soon. And also shout outs to uh the Oregon scene. I'm pretty far from everyone, but like everyone is super cool and uh I look forward to coming out to more stuff hopefully.
2: Heck yeah. Oh yeah. Take good. take,
3: uh, care, take care, gamer. All
2: right, see ya. See ya. Alright, we got time for at least one more caller, depending on how things go. And hello, hashtag 420YOLOSwackMonster. I know you're from my chat. Hello, hello, gamer. Where are you calling in from? And what is your question for us today? And why is your tag an abomination?
3: I I thought my tag was funny.
2: It is funny, <laughs> but it's also an abomination. I'm an expert on this. I would
3: know. Oh, well, <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I'm calling in from the Bay Area. Uh, Cali. Nice. And uh, my question is, uh, one of the coolest things I've heard a Melee player say was when TOEF related training and boxing to improving your own body's frame data. I thought that was really cool because I uh, yeah. did some boxing back in college. I never really thought of it like that until I heard that. So, uh, Relatedly, what is something you've learned in Melee that you're able to apply outside the game or the other way around? Oh. I'm interested oh, in hearing
0: this from. actually. Yeah, both of y'all. To be honest with you, but yeah. Go ahead, Walt.
1: Um, so I, I recently, uh, I actually today posted an interview with a short filmmaker who posted the. You guys might have seen Disjoint. He's making like a short movie yeah. on, um, like really cool, just like coming of age story kind of thing. Uh, shout outs to him. Actually, he is doing a live premiere in California. If people are around there in April. Um, but mm. I had told I had said this to him and I, I remember I had made this in a video uh, a while back where I was a high school and college runner uh, for track and I like in so many things that I've learned or like lessons that I've learned in melee I can create like parallels to um, the way that I kind of approached running at least when I was more competitive with it uh where i said like the neutral game is like going on a long run where it's kind of like you just kind of have to do it sort of thing mm-hmm. um gives you time to like kind of figure out your next steps you figure out like what you need to accomplish for uh, you know eventually when you go to like your punish game which is going to be your hard workouts kind of thing um i found a lot of comparison i think in like general health and namely at that point in my life it was running uh to what i've learned from melee
0: How about you, PP? Anything yeah. uh, come to mind?
2: Yeah, for inside melee, um, I think what 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 really what I really learned the most, I think, is this idea of 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 uh, I need to stop forcing things um, because as I grew mm. as a player, I, I was very much someone that would like beat my head against the wall and try to do this thing that I thought was right and do it over and over and over, and I really wanted to do things that way, and there and that really got me very far. Uh, but I realized that to continue to evolve as a player, and I needed to really correct that. And so I I, I was a very um, rigid person and neutral, and I just looked for the punish opening over and over, and I played very robotically. Mm, and, and many mm. people are surprised by that, given my reputation now, but that was that was how I came up as a player initially. And so I you know partly through my work with cactuar and and just my own personal work uh started thinking about approaching things differently when i say i stopped forcing i mean i stopped trying to say okay well i if i'm in this good position i need to get the opening and i need to get it now like sometimes i could say okay well no, i could take a little more time right and that's just there's just less aggression there's less tension there's less i gotta get it done right there's less of that and that and melee was really helpful in letting me see that if i was forcing something or i was getting frustrated uh that i didn't i didn't have to it didn't have to go that way and so melee really helped me uh pay attention a lot more to my my feeling and 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 helped me become more flexible as a person because i wanted to be more flexible in the game um as yeah yeah, it's, it, was, it was remarkably important, and I'm, I'm very glad to have learned that. It's been very valuable for me.
0: I, I am surprised to hear that this is something you struggled with, but this is probably also because yeah. I only knew you after you had your reputation, once you were already really good.
2: Yeah, no, I, beforehand, I mean, you know, I, 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 I don't think I was even fully aware of it beforehand. So I might not have even told you that I was that way. But once I realized it was an issue, I was like, Oh, I need to change this. And that's you know, just sort of how I how I've always been is once I realized there's an issue, I'm like, Oh, I got to do something. But if I but you know, I was denying it, I was not being honest with myself about it. And so once I realized that it was something that could really give me a lot of benefit, and I wanted to try and learn, I was like, Oh, okay, no, this is this is really important. So yeah, it, it, it's, it's something, you know, I think those sorts of like really deep core fundamental things are almost a little scary to address because it's like changing i mean really it was changing a big part of me i you know and it's in a way i think there's still a layer of it that you know layers of it i'm still working with but made a lot of progress in that way and i'm very happy about it
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah i think for me like kind of r- r- related to that um uh i, I like your example of um I like your example in the sense that uh, it's, I think, very relatable to have a certain realization in the game and then being able to extrapolate it to other yeah. avenues. And like for me, I think something that uh, I've talked about with Drug Fox back when I was taking lessons with Drug Fox was like the concept of like um, being okay with tension. And mm. something that I had a lot of problems with in Melee... Um, was that I would always want to make something happen. I think a lot of Spacey's players resonate with this, is that you want to, like, rush in uh mm-hmm. nair in, right? You want to... It's like, okay, like, got to make something happen. Like, I've got a good position here. Like, I can... They're right can, there. They're, they're right there, and I've got stage control, and they're going to have a tough time dealing with this, so I'm just going to go in. I'm going to go in right now on the on the first possible beat, because I know that if I execute... I am kind of favored in the in the ensuing interaction, um, but kind of realizing that you know a lot of time, you know, if you if you do it too predictably, um, first of all, your opponent is going to be able to catch on to your offensive timing and and kind of punish you for it, right. um, or or sometimes maybe don't do it at all and and make them think you're going to do it and do something else, yeah. um, and and you're going to have so much more success. And I think this is something that really does apply to almost any game. Um, they talk about in chess, they they talk about the concept of keeping tension. They talk about the, how the the mm. best... You know, I think a lot of newcomers to chess, they always want to trade all the pieces off the board as soon as possible because it kind of feels like you're doing something. Um, but the best players, you know, they'll keep a lot of tension in the position. A lot of pieces are attacking each other, but they're, they're not going to resolve the tension until they're totally sure that it's like the best thing to do because, you know, I think people... Uh, the better you get at whatever game it is you're playing, whether it's melee or what have you... The, the, you know, you get better at differentiating doing something productive versus feeling like you're doing something productive. Um, and this really does apply to, like, a lot of games. Um, you know, when I, when I, like, fighting games, um, uh, shooters, um, it's like, you know, I think it's, it's possible to get very good at a lot of these games, like, while not really thinking about how predictable you're being or the rhythm that you're doing things at. But I think the very best players, you know, you kind of learn that that's a very important aspect of it. Um, and so I think the concept of, like, being okay with, like, a little bit of tension and seeing who will cry, like, playing chicken with your opponent a little bit. That's something that I think I kind of learned in Melee, but I'm trying to apply in a lot of the other games that I'm playing right now. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I mean, I think there's, I'm sure there's something philosophical to be said in life about not feeling like you need to rush in and, right you know. There's yep. some 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 element of patience, I think, that Smell applies. Smell the roses,
2: you know, more generally.
0: That's right. That's right. I'm not going to read too deeply into what that lesson might be, but I think there's probably something there for the more, um, mm. you know, self help minded people out there.
3: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But uh, yeah, thank you for the question. hashtag Four twenty Yolo swack Monster. Still don't know why. Thank
1: that, you. Why <laughs>
3: that, <laughs> thank that, you, very much.
1: Great name. Great name. Yeah. Uh, any shout outs? Any any shout outs?
3: Yeah, shout out to my friends Kishan and Unkit. Who I'm going to eat. At Smash later. Oh <laughs> <Hell> yeah!
2: <laughs> well, nice. when this comes out tomorrow, they can let us know how that went, maybe in the comments. All right.
3: All right. See ya. Thank you.
2: See ya.
0: Peace out. Have a good one. Oh, All right. right.
2: Um, yeah. Let me see. Would you would you be okay with me uh, throwing? Wait. Let me see if I got anything else really quick. Um. Oh, really, it just I know we kinda talked about it, but could I just throw this to Walt again just real quick, Toph, and then we'll, we'll do community.
0: Absolutely. I want to hear what you have uh to say.
2: Yeah, I mean Walt, I'm I'm really I, I really wanted to have you on to address this a particular comment, especially once I heard you got signed, because there was a particular comment made and we know what this comment is. We don't have to repeat the exact or who said it or anything, but there was a comment that, that melee content just cannot succeed. And I know we talked about this already, but, but I really just, I really want to just hear whatever sort of, you know, whether it's by the numbers or by the passion or, or, you know, all the things we talked about, I really just want to hear, you know, how, how you truly interpret interpret that and 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 what you would say you know like you're on golden guardians channel for example you know what that Mm -hmm. means and 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 you know how how you feel about all of that
1: yeah i mean i i think like to to give a little bit of credit because i don't want to i don't want to stir the pot uh super crazy over something like this again but you know i will give credit in that i don't think it was meant to be more of an, an attack of melee and or less an attack of melee and more of just like, this is what performance is by the numbers type thing. Um, When that comment had come out, I understand where it comes from in the, in the context of uh, the, the channels that we, I had worked with very closely were very largely slanted towards ultimate audiences. And that was just Mm -hmm. kind of like, that was just a fact. It was, um, we became more of an ultimate channel. It was fine. Uh, and and it was performing. Everything was doing well. And and when we could kind of like dabble in the melee, we do the melee, and it was awesome. Um, my my answer to something like that is, I I don't really think there is such a thing as X thing can't work on this platform. The entire purpose of of like all of these all of these kids kind of like growing up and approaching the workforce, like I said at the beginning of the show, and wanting to be YouTubers, and this being like such mm-hmm. a um prestigious career and something where you can really follow your dream and follow your passion. The point is that you're working in a creative space and you can really make anything work to the limits of your own creativity at the end of the day. um, Whether it's melee again, like whatever your canvas chooses to be just go with that and, and fucking paint man, because it's like, just you can make it work. Like there are very clear examples in the space of people who have made it work. And there's so much like, overhead left in the left in these areas where you can experiment and say like these are things that haven't worked kind of like relative to my audience and these are things that i need to adjust and these are again like gaps in the space that i can uh iterate on and make something that's really kick-ass that people like and appeals to whatever section of the you know like marketing uh, demographic that you want to target whether you're an awesome sauce who targets the widest part of that funnel or you're someone maybe more like me who goes more narrow and looks into the super, super competitive side, the people who care about tournaments, the people who care about uh, the competitive players and all of these storylines and things like that. Uh, there There's a space for you, no matter what you want it to be. And you just need to kind of like trust in your own, I think like creative ability and process to be able to, to execute on it. Um, but I'm a pretty firm believer that there, there is no such thing as like, this doesn't work on YouTube. It's just a matter of, you haven't found the formula that, that kind of like gets you there yet.
0: Or the way to execute
1: it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And
2: you've, and you've lived that you've, you've proven that by your own work and by getting signed to Beast Coast. So just wanted to congratulate you on that again. And thank you for your heartwarming answer, especially given a time where there has been more concern around melee and melee content. So thank you for that. And lastly, uh, one other thing we've got to ask you for is the community voice. Your question to the YouTube audience here. What what question that only you could ask. Um, it can be serious. It can be um, an alternate of who would Elijah Woodman and Melee. It really can be whatever you want. We've had all kinds of questions here. Uh, but it, the time is yours. The floor is yours. What would you like to ask people, Walt? Dude,
1: I've been, I have been racking my brain on what this question should be for this entire hour and i still haven't thought of one so i'm going to i'm going to stick to the theme of of content creation and ask the community what this is also in my own self interest but what That's is um what what are content types are the best that questions you guys think are gaps in the space uh, mm-hmm. that you that nobody's want doing me to start doing basically or just I like that. in this space because uh i i have an answer to that question i do think there's some stuff and i i think this only perpetuates good things and hopefully some yeah more phrasers yeah. and other great content creators come out of the woodwork to uh to fill those gaps and make some dope stuff
2: yeah love to see what people what love to see what people want to see love to see that inspiration and and it'd be, it'd be funny one day you know two or three years from now getting someone on the show saying yeah i watched the walt I watched the Walt episode and everyone, and he had some good stuff to say and inspired me. And then the comments said some cool stuff and I took it and ran with it. What a beautiful day that would be. We'll see if uh, that comes true or not, but I'm putting it out there.
1: I'm definitely going to, going to take it first. So
2: this is all for me, but
1: like, yeah, you know, <laughs> sure. Sure. Good. Yeah.
2: He can, he can, whatever <laughs> Walt clone in the future, we can get them on maybe. <laughs> But uh, thank you so much, Walt, for coming on. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate your time and your
0: and your wisdom.
1: Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. It was a blast. Aww. Thank you,
0: Walt. Appreciate that. And
1: yeah, it's uh, you know, yeah.
0: Anytime you want to talk shop, to hit me
1: up. We'll do. Yeah. Now that uh, now that I finally <laughs> jump ship and things are <laughs> things are happening, uh, yeah, we'll be talking again soon. But yeah i appreciate you guys of course thank you all to uh to the golden guardians and the golden gamers out there who Mm. who choose to listen to this and uh Mm -hmm. make some dope stuff do creative things and have a good time with it
2: yes sir well thank you again everyone that called in everyone that was on the show today we will see you next week this is radio melee signing out